talk about the uh, uh, a secret weapon that every Christian has, Mister. It's one more familiar with, but uh, uh, it's something which uh, uh, we need to be reminded of: the secret weapon of a Christian. And uh, <clears throat> it's a very simple weapon, and it's a very effective one. And I know you all know what it is. It's uh, it's praising the Lord. This was the solution to every problem as far as the Bible is concerned. To uh, uh, offer up sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is the fruit of our lips. Now, uh, in, in Luke, for argument's sake, Luke's Gospel, uh, <coughs> we find here that uh, Luke chapter 2, uh, the heavenly hosts, uh, <coughs> who of course do... Uh, uh, the will and purpose of God, we find in Luke chapter 2 and verse 13, where when they appeared, uh, they came down to uh, to uh, tell the people in verse 11 there, that unto you uh, is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts Praising God and saying, Glory be to God in the highest on earth, peace and goodwill towards men. Now, um, this is, this is uh, uh, peace and goodwill from God towards men. Obviously, mankind hasn't demonstrated much peace and goodwill towards each other. But uh, today, <coughs> there is a situation exists throughout the world where, because uh, of the uh, coming of the Lord Jesus Christ to the earth, there is peace and goodwill from God towards man. And we are the beneficiaries of the peace and the goodwill that was conveyed in this message in verse 10. Now the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And we are the fortunate people who are the beneficiaries of it. Now, uh, we find that um, uh, there was great praising of the Lord by the heavenly hosts. And we uh, have been made also heavenly hosts. We are seated in heavenly places with him. In the spirit, we understand the significance of that. We are the citizens of the new Jerusalem. So we, uh, in our life upon the earth, uh, are called to uh, uh, to see uh, that this is so. God has ordained it as such. And that our, by our praising the Lord, a lot of things are going to happen. Just by our praising the Lord. And we'll have a look and see what some of those things are. Actually, uh, uh, we read in verse 20 of this chapter, And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, and it was told unto them. Uh, now, all right, the shepherds had heard the message and they were praising the Lord. We've heard the message and, uh, and we're called to be praising the Lord. And so, <clears throat> verse 50, uh, rather, uh, chapter, uh, Psalm 50, sorry, Psalm 50. Now the Psalms, of course, as we know, are the prophecies uh, relating to the fulfilled, uh, of the fulfilled gospel, and uh, uh, we get a lot of. The, I, I find more comfort from the Psalms actually than uh, from the epistles for some reason or other, because uh, uh, well, I mean, I suppose you shouldn't say that one part of the Bible is not any any uh, uh, of any more importance than the other at all, uh, as a complete whole. But uh, but the fact of the matter is, there's great comfort to be had in the Psalms and uh, and a lot of information. Uh, about what we can expect in the gospel. The, the epistles are really only the expositions of the psalm. Uh, we find here uh, in this particular uh, psalm, uh, in, uh, in verse 23, Whosoever offereth praise 
Glorifies me. Yeah, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? That's a chorus. Whosoever offer praise glorifies me. And to him that orders his life, that is, uh, orders his steps aright, will I show the salvation of God. Now, to him uh, that offers praise and walks in the way, which means, which orders his conversation, actually, uh, uh, it, it, uh, it's not really means his, his, only his conversation, it's his way of life. Now, when we receive the Holy Spirit, the first thing that you words that came into our vocabulary were praise the Lord. We'd never said it in our life before. And after we'd received the Holy Spirit, that's all we could say. Now, it was meant to stay that way. We were, we were not meant to dry out and get cold. Uh, and uh, we were meant to remain alive and vital in our experience. And to continue glorifying God by continuing to have things to praise Him about. And it says if we, um, if we walk this way, walk in the Spirit, God's going to show uh, us the sal- His salvation. Uh, and his salvation commenced when we received the Holy Ghost. And so we're going to see this, uh, the, the way of God manifest in our lives. Um, you see in, uh, in Psalm 50 there, the same Psalm in verse 5, it says, Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. And uh, this is uh, in line with what we were talking about this afternoon. A covenant has been made with us by the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ and the shedding of his blood. And then, uh, uh, and then in verse 14, Offer unto God thanksgiving, and pay thy vows unto the Most High, and call upon me in a day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Now, uh, call upon me, I'll deliver you, and you'll glorify me. How do we glorify him? Whosoever offer of praise glorifies me. Now we find here, uh, uh, there's no such thing as trouble uh, to, to a Christian, um, actually, who has seen uh, what God has done for him because trouble is something that you can't get out of. It's not trouble if you can get out of it. Now, the Bible tells us and shows us the way to get out of it. So, actually, it's only an experience. It's only a, an adventure into faith. A bit of trouble comes along, and here's another opportunity to demonstrate the power of God. Uh, the Scriptures say, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered him out of them all. Now, it's not that they won't come, and it's not that we won't have them, but in them we've got the victory, and the Lord delivered him out of them all. Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee. Now, uh, uh, and thou shalt glorify me. Look, I don't suppose I've praised the Lord so much in the last month or so as I've done for years, because I'll tell you what, uh, we were going, well, I was going through a bit of a dry time, I didn't know whether I was coming or going there, uh, around about Christmas time and for a few months after. I couldn't understand why I could go away to other assemblies and see the Lord blessing them, great revival, and, and feeling one with the people, and, uh, and hear them rejoicing and talking about the joy of the Lord, and on all that sort of thing, and feeling, uh, uplifted and, uh, and happy in their fellowship, and then sort of come back here to this situation where I wasn't free and happy. Uh, and, uh, and I guess it all seemed wrong and I couldn't understand it. I could go to Melbourne, it was up there. I could go to Ballarat, it was there. I could go to Elizabeth and it was there. I could go to Wangaratta and it was there. And it was up in Canberra. And it was up in, in Brisbane. Somehow or other, somehow or other I had my lines crossed there. You see? And, uh, and, uh, and I spent a lot of time, uh, grizzling to the law about it, you see? Call upon me in a day of trouble and I will deliver thee. And thou shalt glorify me. So I tell you, I'm, uh, I, I sort of feel delivered. I don't even use the word. And we've got a lot to, uh, a lot to, uh, uh, to glorify the Lord about. And uh, praise the Lord, it applies to physical situations as well as spiritual situations and material situations. Now, why? Because in the, we turn over to Psalm 22, 
Uh, back to Psalm 22, I should say. Psalm, uh, Psalm 22, yeah. And, uh, and uh, verse 3. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabit the praises of the Lord. Now, if we want to bring God into a situation, call upon me in a day of trouble and I'll deliver thee. And he said, you'll glorify me and we glorify him by praising the Lord. So, in any situation, we start to praise the Lord because God has promised. We see the promise and the promise is as good as the materialization of it. If a man promises you something, you don't believe you've got it until you see it because men, men, are, men can change their mind. But with God, his counsel is immutable. So, uh, he inhabits the praise of Israel. Meaning that when you start praising the Lord because of the situation you're in, God immediately arrives on the spot. He inhabits your praise. You've brought him in on it. You've brought his power to bear on the situation. Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee, and they were delivered. They trusted in thee, and they were not confounded. And uh, uh, this is a, uh, this is a, uh, a typical uh, uh, reminder of the uh, types that have gone uh, back in the Old Testament there. We find out whenever the children of Israel praised the Lord, they were always delivered. When they lost their confidence in God and they looked for their other devices, uh, well, they were, in, they were in strife. And very often when we're full of doubt and fear, and uh, and we're not uh, we're not believing the things that God has told us and said. Uh, all we can see is the size of the problem. Uh, we don't praise the Lord. We hope. We pray negatively. We hope. We're not praising the Lord for a victory we see. Now God dwells in the midst of His praises, or in other words, He inhabits the praises of Israel. So this is something to remember. This is the secret weapon of the Christian. He glorifies God. Uh, he dwells in the midst of it. You bring Him onto the spot straight away. And, uh, and we see here, we see a, a type of this fulfilled in Second Chronicles 20. You bring his power to bear on the situation. This is very important, you know, to remember this. I suppose it's the thing we do least. When, oh yes, we can all praise the Lord when we're giving a testimony of a victory taken. And for something that God has done, we praise him then. But how many of us can remember to praise him then like we would praise, uh, but praise him, praise him before the thing happens like we would praise him after the thing. You know, uh, in this uh, chapter 20, it talks talk here about uh, Jehoshaphat, you see. <clears throat> and he was, uh, confront- he was confronted with a problem. The children uh, of Moab and, and of Ammon uh, and the Ammonites, uh, they'd come up against Jehoshaphat in battle and they outnumbered him. And uh, they said, there's a great multitude come up, uh, uh, up against thee from beyond the sea, from the other side of Syria. Uh, and so he had, he had reason to panic. And very often, we can be confronted with a situation, a material situation. It could be something to do with our job or our business. It could be something to do with our physical health. It could be something to do even with our spiritual state, such as uh, some of us have had a little experience of in the last uh, uh, few months or so, wondering just where we were, you know, what had happened. And uh, it could be something like that. Now, <clears throat> Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. And he proclaimed the fast throughout all Judah. He did the right thing there. He immediately got the people down on their knees, knowing that this was the solution, the answer to most of our problems, because our spirituality takes hold of us when we when we start to fast and seek the Lord. And uh, and so he gathered them all together, and they came to seek the Lord. And uh, and then and then in verse six we read how uh, Jehoshaphat reminded God of His promises. And verse seven tells us. Uh, art thou, uh, uh, art not thou our God, who drove out the inhabitants of this land before the people of Israel, and gave it to thy seed of Abraham, thy friend forever? And 
and they dwelt therein, and have built their sanctuary, and we say, aren't you the God? Aren't you our God? Uh, and we too uh, are the seed of Abraham by faith, and we, our bodies have now become the temples of the Holy Ghost, uh, and so Father, uh, we're the sanctuaries of the Holy Spirit, we've built you a sanctuary. Now you've said uh, to us, in Jesus Christ, if any evil comes upon us, he's given us power over all things in heaven and in earth, when any evil comes upon us, it's sword, judgment, pestilence, famine, and we stand before this house, in other words, we're in the presence of the Lord, in thy presence, uh, for thy name is in this house, in every house here, and we're talking about your bodies as the temples of the Holy Ghost, is the name of the Lord, and cry unto thee in our affliction, uh, uh, that thou wilt hear and help. Now, and here he is, Jehoshaphat, saying all the right things, and doing all the right things, in the, in the face of this invasion. And, uh, uh, and it goes on there and, uh, and, uh, it says there, uh, uh, the end of verse 12 about the great company that comes up against us. And neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones and their wives and their children. And, and they could have been engulfed and taken away in a slavery if, uh, if it hadn't have been for the Lord by this great multitude. Then speaks the prophet in their midst. Verse 17. You need not to fight in this battle. This is the word of the Lord coming by the prophet. God spoke to our fathers by the prophet, remember? And he's spoken to us in these last days by his son. So we have the word of the Lord by Jesus too. And this is what the word of the Lord was. Set yourself, stand you still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Now that's what we were just reading about in the in the psalm. He would offer a proper praise, glorifies me. And he dwells in the midst of his praise. And so when we're starting to praise the Lord, we were told in the Psalms, we bring God in on the situation. And, and, uh, <clears throat> and so we see, uh, uh, the end of verse uh, 20 there, uh, believe the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophet, so shall you prosper. In our, in our case, it's believe the word of the Lord and believe the message he sent by Jesus and we're going to prosper. And then finally, in verse 22, uh, we read, and when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the children of Ammon and Moab and against Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Uh, it says, for the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy one another. In other words, that confusion broke out in the ranks of the enemy, and they all turned on each other. And this was God's answer to the, uh, to the fact that, uh, that they'd, they'd, uh, they'd beseeched the Lord according to the word of the Lord, and then they fasted before the Lord, and when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against their enemies. Now, so, now when we set ourselves uh, uh, in line, we put the battle in, in array, so to speak, and we set ourselves in line uh, to face our problem yeah. with the confidence of the word of the Lord, which we had by Jesus Christ, and start to praise the Lord for the victory gained, uh, it manifests itself. As we were saying this afternoon, the power of the blood is in the Holy Ghost, and these two are inseparable. And the, the, Holy, the blood of Jesus is just a religion, it's just a theology, or a, a just words, if, it, if, it, uh, uh, if the Holy Spirit uh, is not uh, uh, received, uh, is not, not allowed to, uh, to manifest the power of the blood in, the, in that person. And uh, so we find there that uh, the power of the blood is in the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is, is operative uh, by the by the uh, power in the blood. And uh, and we were seeing that this afternoon. 
And so, uh, so we see here, uh, here was a, here was a victory, here was, here was the way to get when they began to praise the Lord. So, uh, now, we go back to the Psalms again, and uh, of course the Psalms were known by these kings of, uh, well, they should go on to the Psalms, I should say. Well, this, the, the Psalms are really uh, uh, the words of the, uh, that uh, familiar words to the kings of Israel, particularly to David, and, uh, and in Psalm 34, we find in the Psalms, great exhortation to praise the Lord. Practically every Psalm has got somewhere in it, something about praising the Lord. The secret weapon of Israel. We saw it was a secret weapon uh, when they used it against the children of Ammon and Nob and Mount Seir. So in, uh, in Psalm uh, 31 and verse 1, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Uh, let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Well, of course, it was referring to Christ. This is like a Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat is saying, Lord, under the old covenant, you promised us this land, and you said that if we sought your faith, and if we did this, you'd deal with our enemies. Well, we get down on our knees as Christians, and we tell God to deliver us in his righteousness, which is imputed to us, because he who you know sin was made sin for us, that we may be made the righteousness of God in him. And the only righteousness we have is the righteousness of Christ. So according to the imputed righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ, we can claim deliverance. Bow down thine ear unto me, deliver me speedily. This is the same thing as the author that was saying, only in different words. Be thou my strong rock, for in a house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Jesus is the rock, you know. Therefore, uh, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net that they have laid privately for me, for thou art my strength. And uh, goes on, I, in verse 7, I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy. And so a lot, a lot, a lot uh, uh, could be said there. Uh, verse 16, Make thy face to shine upon thy servant, and save me for thy mercy's sake. So on the basis of the mercy of the Lord, we can claim these things. Verse 19, oh, How great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for all them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee, before the sons of men. Yes, well, look, there's so much of the psalm, practically every verse, it seems a shame to take one verse and not another. But, uh, uh, but actually, uh, uh, it's, it's a, uh, it, the whole psalm is a great exhortation there, uh, to blessing and, 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 to, and to praising the Lord. Uh, well, uh, Psalm 100, same thing. Psalm 100. What happened to Jehoshaphat? Prophesied in the psalms, uh, uh, as our remedy also, as our, as our, uh, our deliverance is our secret weapon, secret weapon as, we're, as we're saying. Uh, here we find in Psalm 100, uh, one, of the, one of the short Psalms, and 100 is round figure, easy to remember, good one to learn all by heart. And what does it tell us? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands, and serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with singing. So this is how we seek the Lord. We've got to come confident, uh, with joy of the Lord in our heart, knowing that the Lord he is God, it is he that has made us, and we have not made ourselves. Sometimes we think we have made ourselves, and therefore we we we, uh, we consider the uh, we start to assess our problems and wonder whether they are bigger than we are, or whether we can surmount them or not in our own strength. It's God that made us. We didn't make ourselves. Uh, we are the people of the, uh, uh, his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. 
For the Lord is good, mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures unto all generations. So although this was a long time ago in its Old Testament, the fact is his truth, the word that we're reading tonight, endures unto all generations. And here we find we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. So he inhabits his praise, we enter into his courts with praise. So uh, uh, we're seeing here what is available as we praise the Lord. Uh, Psalm 102, just uh, well, the next Psalm. Uh, Psalm 102, verse 17. And this, uh, rather, this shall be written of the generation to come. The people which shall be created, recreated, the new creation this is. We're the, we're the people that uh, this was written a long time ago. And we were the generation that's to come that's going to be recreated, the new creation. And what does it say about it? This shall be written for the generation to come. Well, it wasn't written there for those in them, uh, them there in those days. It was written for us. And the people which shall be created, and it's referring, as I said, to those who uh, uh, being and being Christ is a new creature, shall praise the Lord, for he hath looked down from the height of his sanctuary from heaven and did behold the earth to hear the groaning of the prisoner and to loose those that were appointed to death. It's the gospel of course again. Uh, Jehoshaphat was appointed to, uh, to death by the, by the armies that had come up against him and uh, God heard him and delivered him. And again we're told here uh, that uh, God, God's got us in mind. It's amazing how much there is about the gospel in the sun. And the same is. Uh, same same uh, 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 remedy all the way through. The secret weapon. Uh, you, you find, uh, for instance, uh, uh, the modern Jehoshaphat, the New Testament Jehoshaphat, Acts 16. Jehoshaphat, he was about 4,000 years ago. Uh, we go up to, uh, to Acts there and we get the, the, uh, the 2,000-year-old Jehoshaphat. And that uh, brings it a bit, uh, a bit closer up. Acts chapter 16. And in Acts chapter 16 and verse 23, it says here, uh, he's, there's a modern Jehoshaphat's name was Paul. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stock. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God. Now, if you're in that situation, could you find anything to praise the Lord about? I tell you, if you couldn't, then you wouldn't use the secret weapon. But if you're in a situation like this, or it could be any sort of situation, it could be a physical situation that's bound you. If you're in a situation, any sort of situation, and you realize that God is bigger than your situation, and he's given you, uh, he's given you a, a secret weapon which will cause a miracle to deliver you. They sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And we read that God dwelt in the midst of his praises. And whosoever offered praise glorified him. And, uh, and uh, we, we read there, uh, we entered into his courts with praise. So suddenly there came a... Uh, uh, Suddenly, and suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the fountains of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's fans were loose. Now, this came about 
uh, by, by actually by praise and order, I don't know whether it was the front door or the side door, no? Yes, it's this one here, this For Old Testament or New Testament, uh, the answers are the same. Uh, there was a great earthquake, uh, God uh, took a, uh, a, a, a hand in the matter here and, and changed a, a material situation. Uh, it says here, uh, uh, and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately the doors were open and everyone's bands were loose. Now, God had actually taken control of material things here by a spiritual force uh, and he had, uh, he had uh, broken uh, iron bands He'd, uh, he'd uh, shaken the earth, it uh, opened doors. Uh, actually, they used the God-given remedy. Uh, actually, uh, uh, it, it was, uh, uh, well, it, uh, it, as I said, it, it created a miracle. You know, we're talking about the law of the Spirit of life in Jesus Christ, which has made us free from the law of sin and death. And this is where the law of the Spirit comes in and... and, and uh, and operates against, diametrically opposed to the law of nature. Now, the law of nature, as far as metal is concerned, uh, an iron band, for argument's sake, is a uh, is a very tightly knit arrangement of uh, uh, of uh, uh, electrons. Uh, and uh, yeah, Ken, what are they? What is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. Isn't it? And, and, and <laughs> yeah. And by by natural by natural uh, uh, consequences, it just is absolutely impossible for iron to part like that. But there is another law, and it's the law of the spirit of life, and we've talked about it before. It contains and controls the law of nature. The law of nature keeps iron tight and hard together, and you've got to ch- chop it with a hacksaw to get through it. Uh, but the law of nature, the law of the, the spirit of life, came to be, and and this that is this third law which alters and changes our situations and circumstances and comes to bear on when we're praising the Lord. So uh, uh, so we see here, Jehoshaphat praised the Lord and Paul praised the Lord. And we find in the Psalms what they, uh, what it brought, Psalm 106. Psalm 106, verse 1. Now maybe Paul knew this. Psalm 106. Now maybe maybe Paul knew it knew uh, uh, and remembered this psalm. Uh, in verse 47. Mm-hmm. Yeah, verse 47. Show us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the heathen, to give thanks unto thy holy name, and to triumph in thy praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting and let all the people say, Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Yes, so there was Paul, there was Jehoshaphat, saying, Save us, Lord, from the heathen. The heathen had put Paul in jail. And, it says here, to give thanks unto thy holy name and to triumph in thy praise. Now, there's something else that happens when we use the secret weapon. Whatever the circumstances or the situation, we triumph in God's praise. We triumph. Uh, uh, triumph means to overcome or, or coming up victorious. We actually, uh, we actually uh, uh, have a weapon to use, which is a miraculous uh, sign-following uh, power, which uh, the world doesn't know anything about. 
So we see here, we enter into his courts, uh, he inhabits his praises, uh, we glorify him when we praise him, and it causes us a triumph. Now that's what a secret weapon is for. In war, it causes the enemy, or it causes one power to triumph over another. But a Christian has got one here, uh, which God has given him, which causes him to triumph. It's a funny thing, you know, that the Holy Spirit leads us into do the things which we possibly didn't know were written in the Bible. When we first get saved, all we want to do is to get together and praise the Lord. And around the communion service, everybody is pushing in and praising the Lord. And they're triumphing. They're getting their blessing. Uh, I just happened to, uh, I got here, I was saying this afternoon, I had a bit of a blessing myself this afternoon there, and I happened to look around, and I saw, I saw such a lot of other folk under the power of the Lord. And I thought, well, praise the Lord. The Lord was present. He was, he was confirming what was being said, or what had been said. Uh, in other words, his praise was in the congregation of the saints. Just like the, uh, just like the psalm here that's there, it should be, and would be. Uh, when we see, uh, uh, verse 5, we read, Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their bed. And let the high praises of God be in their mouth, a two-edged sword in their hand. Now we find out what the enemy thinks when we're praising the Lord. What does the devil think when, uh, when the, uh, uh, the children of Israel or the children of God are praising the Lord, as we read here, in the congregation of the saints. When they're praising the Lord, it's like uh, the armies of Israel going out with a two-edged sword uh, to, uh, in their hand. Uh, in other words, this is what the demon hosts of hell think of you when you're on your knees praising the Lord. Uh, because the Bible tells me that you're going to cry. That your praises are going to come against the enemy as a two-edged sword. And that's what's going to cause you to try. And so we see, <coughs> these are the weapons of our warfare. We, tell you, we read in the, uh, in the New Testament that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, uh, but are spiritual and mighty to God, uh, through God to the pulling down of strongholds. <coughs> so we pull down strong, uh, Satan's strongholds by the praises, uh, by our positive uh, uh, praises, uh, which, which we, uh, which we uh, beseech them and throw up to the Lord with great enthusiasm. Let the high praises of God, high praises of God, not as if a, you know, hallelujah, praise the Lord, you know, half-heartedly. The high praises of God be in their mouth are two-edged sword in their hand. What to do? Uh, it says here to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people. You see, the, uh, the unsaved world with whom we have to live with and with whom we have to deal in business, uh, and in our work, and in all the things we have, we haven't got a hope if we see here what God's equipped us with. Uh, we're going to be the head and not the tail of any situation. We're, uh, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, we wrestle, uh, we, we, we wrestle with wicked spirits and high places, the scriptures tell us, but in these ways we're more than conquerors. But, uh, uh, we execute upon the heathen uh, the punishments uh, and punishments upon the people to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron and to execute upon them the judgments written. And this honour have all his saints. In other words, Jesus said, In my name I give you power over all the power of the enemy. This honour have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. This is why we pray about a situation, particularly if it relates to business. Particularly I've had that. Uh, I've had that. Uh, come to me and I said, Look, I've got prepared for a job. And there are a lot of others in I know some of the others have, have got higher qualifications than I've got. But I'm looking to the Lord, and I always direct their, direct their attention to this. Look, you can't win. Go home and thank the Lord for it. Praise the Lord and thank the Lord for it. Take it in the spirit. Now, you'll find the others who've got there. And you'll be the only one left on the map. 
Well, for some reason or other, the God will mesmerize the bloke that you have to do, you have to deal with. And he'll let you in anyway. Now, these are the sort of things we've seen happen. Look, I remember Christine could give a testimony to this, how she got into La Nook. Without the, without the qualifications that you have to get in, you have to have to get in. That's right. <laughs> Isn't it? And what was it? The application was like something like that anyway. They started, they'd been going for a week. And they just didn't do that sort of thing, you see. But, uh, the thing is, um, uh, this is, this is what, this is what, the, this is what it means to execute, uh, execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishment upon the people. And, uh, it's in other words, uh, uh, God has ordained certain things, and what He has ordained for us is that we be victorious in the Lord. So when we come into these material situations with other people, we remember these things. Uh, particularly when you're in business, it's very handy to know that uh, if you put yourself aside uh, for a day of prayer and fasting, you can, you, although there might be even a recession, uh, you can alter your situation in the, in the circumstances, uh, because uh, God, God will see to that. Uh, so, so in view of all this, uh, Psalm, Psalm 107 tells us, <coughs> Uh, in view of all this, oh, that men would praise the Lord. Uh, verse 8. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. He satisfies the longing soul, he fills the hungry soul with goodness. Such as sit in darkness in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction, and so on. Uh, so many times it says, verse 15. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. Uh, how he, in verse 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their de- uh, destructions. And oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. And then in verse 31, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. Uh, and then verse 42, how the righteous were going to see it. These were the children of God and they were going to rejoice and how that all iniquity would have to stop their mouth because uh, an iniquity is of the, of, the, of the evil one and we're going to triumph in his praises. And it says, whosoever is wise will observe these things. And, uh, and how that they'll, uh, that they'll understand the loving kindness of the Lord. And we can't understand it unless we've we availed ourselves of it, we've put it, we've put it into action, and, uh, and we do this on our knees. I was saying the other day that it would be, uh, you know, the New Testament expects every Christian to fast and pray. Not when there's days of prayer and fasting uh, ordered uh, 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 collectively uh, for a Saturday uh, now and then, no, it's part of your Christian walk is week by week to put aside a day to, to pray and fast. Now, maybe you didn't know that this was here. Now, I haven't had time, I haven't got around to it yet, but when we get over into the hall, or we're going to see where, we're going to see where the power supply really is. We're going to plug into it. We can see here how to use it. We can see here the weapons, the, the secret weapons. But how to make it effective? Uh, individually, when you can, look, if you were to start, if you could spend one day every week, uh, I know you've got to work and all that sort of thing, but, but uh, put it aside for the Lord in so much as you fast that day and pray when you can. I'll tell you what, you'll be like a dynamo in a couple of months. You'll be, you'll be, the spiritual gifts will be operating through you, and you'll be taking the promises like they possess the promised land. Now, this, this is true. We will, I'll give you the reasons for that uh, when we get over and we'll, we'll, we'll look into this angle of thing because this is where our victory is. We won't have to go out and get people. We'll have, to, we'll have our signed admirals. We won't have to go and get people. I tell you, God's going to send them in. But only on this basis. God will send them in. So, uh, so much for that. Uh, uh, he 
his prizes uh, uh, there uh, are, uh, of course, uh, part of the part of our vocabulary now. When we got filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit saw to us that all we could say <coughs> was praise the Lord. So, um, uh, so we're told to offer up the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Uh, that is uh, the fruit of our lips. And I think we'll finish up in Isaiah 12 and verse 1. <coughs> Isaiah 12 and verse 1. Now, this is the day. It says, and in that day. Now, this is the day. It's the day of salvation. It says, and in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though there was angry with me, that was before we were saved. Thine anger is turned away and thou dost comfort me. Now, God comforts us by the fact that the Comforter has come. We sing, the Comforter has come, the Comforter has come. You see, and thou comfortest me. In other words, he was angry with us, but now we've received the Holy Ghost. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song, and he has also become my salvation. Therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. So, the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's been described as the pump that brings up the water of the, of the Holy Spirit out of the innermost being. Shall flow rivers of living water. This spoke here of the Spirit. And all they that believe upon his name should receive, Jesus said. So, the joy of the Lord is the, is the pump which brings, which brings up, uh, the, the, the rivers of living water, the, the Holy Spirit. And then it goes on. And in that day shall you say, praise the Lord and call upon his name, and declare his doings among the people, and make mention that his name is exalted, and sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things, and this is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitants of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Now we just remember that. For great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of us. And we have a secret weapon, and when we use it, it brings the power of God right to the spot. We might have to use it one day, two days, three days. In other words, we don't, we don't put a time limit on it. We use it until we see the victory. I suppose Paul and Silas there praise the Lord until something happens. And so we do. We know that ultimately all the uh, uh, opposition of the enemy is going to go down because we're going to triumph in his place. And all the people can. Amen. Amen.